Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. But hey, did you – someone posted in the Discord. Did you – is Jet on today too? What when he's no, back? I haven't gotten anything back from Jet. Okay, all right, cool. All right, cool. All right, you know, but we're live, Siege. Woohoo! We're ready to rock and roll. And I just and I just notified the Discord group that we're live. Yeah, a little bit of Airwolf Siege. That's right. That's right. Let me go get my navigators on. There you go. Want to start this morning with a nice copyright strike? Sure, why not? Why not? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, man? It's a beautiful Monday, folks. I hope you all are doing well. It's V and CJ. We are back, and we're on the attack. And if you don't know, you better grab a snack pack. It's going to be a ride, so hold on tight. Buckle up your seatbelts. You're going to get hurt with some truth, some info, and whatever else we can find on the interwebs to make it lively and, and uh, amazing and vivid. You can find us over at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. We are on Twitter, and I urge all of you go to Twitter. Twitter's a party, man. It is a party it, house. Oh right my now. god, it's so fun! It is. I so love fun. Twitter. It is. So See, fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna deactivate our, our Rogue News uh, Twitter account. I'm going to go to Truth Social. <laughs> Truth Social. What you, what kind of fun are you gonna have in Truth? It's just an echo chamber. At Bingo. least there's uh, now on Twitter. There's so many leftists that you can victimize. It's wonderful. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's well, like I think people they, to make fun they, of, man. Right, and I and, do you blame them? I mean, we we're basically taking over Twitter, right? I mean, the yeah. freedom movement's taking over Twitter, so they're like, "Well, shit, we gotta we gotta do what they did. They they were disruptive to us, so we need to go now to to Truth Social and they should get all that get all that. You know, we need to we need to you know create chaos and we you know what I I guarantee you there's some trolls on there that are trying to be like the first to get banned from Truth Social. Yeah. So that way they can go out there and say, look, I got I got banned and they're idiots. They keep thinking that blocking is the same thing as deplatforming. I mean, you 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 know, they're calling for regulations like on social media, like, well, radio stations have the FCC controls what they can say on radio. I'm like, that's a public platform. Exactly. You, you, you know, yes, it's in terms of the companies itself, but that's your own content. That's what you're producing, not. Not a corporation, whatever Twitter. Yeah, if they want to censor them and what Twitter puts out, but not the individuals, not the not the people, who are, the subscribers actually putting on it. But yeah, they're trying everything that they can to like. I think it's finally hitting them that look, you know what? The we're fighting back, and and it's and it's on a large scale of that that nature. Um, and and thank God, and isn't and like we said numerous times, be is Elon perfect? Absolutely not. But no one is. No one is. No, no one is. And and if you're all, if everybody's waiting for Jesus Junior. To show up on the scene, who's just perfect and as pure as the wind-driven snow, you're going to be waiting around forever. Everybody has a counterpoint. Look, if I could agree with somebody on at least 20% of the core issues or 30%. See, if you're a baseball player and you're batting 30, what does that make you? That makes you a Hall of Famer, right? So batting it's, 30? It, it, huh? batting yeah, if you're, if you're batting 30, that's a Hall of Famer. That's a Hall of Fame hitter. Right, you're doing 30, 34 percent, 33 percent. 
you're a Hall of Fame hitter. You, you, you're hitting 30, 30 some odd percent of the of the balls that are thrown to you. You're a Hall of Fame, man. And here we are. It's like it's like we want the perfect Messiah to come along. You know, who's as pure as he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't chase women, um, isn't offensive, doesn't talk in any sort of uh, offensive way, and is just this saint. Just walks around looking like Gandhi. That ain't going to happen. We are so lucky. Like, we're so fortunate that Elon did what he did. Because the ramifications of it, and folks, it's a cultural thing. You got to look past. Well, V, you got to understand. Elon works for the military-industrial complex, and uh, this is a move by them to curtail free speech. And blah. Massive firings are about to begin in Twitter. See, you heard about this, right? The purge begins. The purge begins. The uh, Indian immigrant who's running Twitter is about to get. He's about to get sent packing back to New Delhi. Okay. The. Um, the uh, crazy leftists and the pinko purple hair commies are going to be sent packing, right? It, I don't care who's connected. I don't care if it's the freaking Elon Musk is connected to the Italian mafia. I don't care. If there is no stoppage or prevention in the battlefield of ideas, that's all I care about, man. Well, and like I've said on a few times, it's not like Twitter was going in the right direction, right? Exactly. Like if it was... If it was heading in the right direction and we we weren't witnessing uh, the deplatforming, the 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 canceling of accounts, some of the the language that they were putting out, like oh no, we want to create a, a safe space, you know, all, all this this rhetoric that comes from the left, it, it it would be different. It would be different if they were completely on the projectile of being that liber liberty freedom movement. But the fact is, they they weren't. So Elon deserves every chance. Do we can we can we question? Can we can we criticize? Absolutely. That's yeah. we, I wouldn't expect anything different. We should be doing those things every day. But at the same time, understand this is that the guy, for the most part, what I've seen, V, he has a pretty freaking good sense of humor. I mean, he's oh, he's crazy. hilarious on some of his drawing AOC. He, it's he wonderful. Troll, he trolled her so hard. So bad. Stop hitting on me. Because <laughs> remember what she said. Anybody who criticizes me is trying to hit on me. <laughs> so he's criticizing Musk. Musk trolls her, and she's like, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about Mark Zuckerberg. No, you weren't. You are were talking about Elon, you dumb bitch. Right, right. Yeah, I know Harley on his podcast today, he, he mentioned that in regards to Elon and his efforts with the green energy, and, and I think it's, it's, it's a line in regards to how Musk views things. You know, he's very much like, hey, things are moving to battery and everything, but you have to remember that fits his industry. It would, it would be counterproductive to him being a CEO of, of Tesla and other involvements in regards to a, a move to try to find and and V, we've said this numerous times. Look, look what the Chinese are doing. Look what they've done with some of their energy. I can't remember that that solar uh, plex or field that you brought up and how efficient it was, and it was starting to do lots of wonderful things. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a, a a tree hug or anything like that. But what I am saying is that we could be doing some things, but not these radical ideas of trying to basically create an, an entire industry or or i'm sorry an income class based upon earth like based upon land and water and those types of things to to do the carbon credits to to, to do that it's it's okay to have some ideas of what things are, are are a little bit different because let's face it i you know if we if we didn't have any type of environmental type efforts who knows we we've seen that before look at some of the corporations v that were 
polluting the waterways, throwing their their contaminants into the water. I mean, yep. how many lawsuits have been waged against some of those corporations? We just can't assume that everyone's going to be a good model citizen. That's that's not a reality. No, exactly. And in terms of like one of the things that Elon will do is he he is advocating for the drilling of more hydrocarbons uh, because of what's happening with nickel prices, folks. I'll I'll, I'll say this again. I'll say this before. Electric vehicles are not the solution. It's part of the solution. I think you, they want me to do a, the Obama voice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> now, 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 see, uh, the thing I always said is this. Electric vehicles are the solution. We need to back Klaus Schwab and everything he does. That's what we need to do, Siege. And uh, one of the things I'm going to do that when I come back to my fourth term under Joe, I mean, Joe Biden, that... <laughs> You know, it's uh, a puppet I control. Uh, me and Michael, uh, I mean Michelle, uh, we're going to do whatever we can. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing with, with electric vehicles, what most people don't understand is that it is part of a solution, not the solution. If any country swallows the pill and forces their automotive manufacturer to go 100% EV, it is the death knell to transportation. It is the death knell to to private transportation, where like where you can take your car. It's a death knell to the privacy. The last modicum of privacy you have is in your vehicle. You can kiss that goodbye. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it, it you know EVs are great for 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 large cities, yes. right? You want to yes, get around large cities. Bingo. Wonderful. EVs suck. When it comes to the trucking side of things, the, the VZ F-150 Lightning, and what about the Tesla Cybertruck V, and what about the Rivian T-1 V? The problem is these things do terribly when it comes to actually towing payload versus their internal combustion engine equivalents. They don't do well. They're temperamental when it comes to cold weather. And most of all, every single strategic and rare earth mineral and metal you need in order to make these things function rhenium hafnium infinium nickel lithium cobalt vanadium uh, uh molybdenum gallium infinium all these things we don't have we don't have okay so as somebody who used to work in strategic metals brokering some of these components that are today used in the defense sector as well as the electric vehicle production center, I can confidently tell you we in the Western world, the United States, Canada, Europe, Australia, we in New Zealand, we do not produce any of this in any sort of capacity and in any sort of refining capability. Now do we not produce this, we don't even refine it here. Mm, yep. Okay, so the entire industry that is relying on this EV switch is bullshit because it doesn't benefit us. But you know who does the EV thing benefit? And the only reason why it's being subsidized by governments the world over? It fits the carbon credit Green New Deal morons. Okay, but most importantly, the financial powers that are looking to market off of carbon credits. And those carbon credits are intimately tied to ESG scores. They go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Why? It's all carbon trading. Now, I called Elon out for years ago. I said, no, Tesla is a, a carbon trading firm masquerading as a vehicle manufacturer. I said that years ago. I still stand by that. 
And I'm not going to fault the guy. It's, you know, he's providing a, a very good quality product. It's very prof, you know, profitable. I mean, think about it. When you think electric cars, you're not thinking BMW, Mercedes, or Porsche. You're thinking Tesla. Just like when you think smartphones, what are you thinking? Apple. You think energy drinks, what do you think? Red Bull. You think fast food, what do you think? McDonald's. So when you think search engine, what do you think? What? Google. In other words, Elon has developed a very strong brand that has become part of the lexicon of popular culture. Be real quick. And here's he, what's real crazy, too. I don't even think Tesla advertises. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't advertise, man. And they freaking kill it. And not only that, they're, they're, they're engines. Okay, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I have a, a modified German super sedan eight, a north of 800 horsepower. It's a monster. But if you line up my car against a Tesla Plaid, and I have an F90 M5, if you line up my car against a Plaid, my car will, you know, if I you know, put the right kind of traction tires on, probably a 0-16, seconds, right, quarter mile, low tens. You put my car against an, a Tesla Model S Plaid, the Plaid will blow the doors off my car all the way through the quarter mile. No questions asked. Literally blow the doors off my car. Past 135, that's when the uh, the BMW will start reeling it in, right? Because the electric power starts running out of juice at that point, and they just can't sustain that type of, of acceleration. But the Tesla Plaid is, is, is brutal. You're talking about a car with like two-second flat 0 to 60, nine-second quarter miles all day long. Guys at the track, they just put like simple semi-racing slicks Take out the backseat. Um, let's get some weight off of it. You know, get some. Yeah, dude, they're running nine second quarter miles all day, yep. all day. And the thing is, this so Tesla's technology with their motors, their engines, the way they've been slowly improving with every iteration, improving, improving, closing the panel gaps, getting rid of the electric electronic bugs. They're perfect. They're literally three to five years ahead of everybody else when it comes to their motors and their batteries. They're ahead of ahead of the curve, but even with all of that, it's not the solution. Why? See, I I don't know about you, right? When I go and I'm on a road trip and I want to fill up gas, I want to be able to fill my vehicle up and be gone on the road in 45 seconds. Yeah, right. That's it. Yeah, under a right. minute and go. Five, I don't want to sit there for eight hours. Right. I don't want to sit there for eight hours, man. Can you imagine that? All right, kids. Or oh, it takes 20 minutes to fill 80 percent. Yeah, but what does that 80% give you if you're running an air conditioning in a hot summer day? Mm. Are you going to get another 200 miles and then stop off for another 20 minutes? That gets old very quickly, right? And, and, and then you have range anxiety the entire way there. No, thank you. It's wonderful for cities. It's not the solution. And it doesn't benefit a physical production-based economy, which is why, Siege, when you look at what Japan is doing, okay, and... They have been really, okay, so people don't realize this, but Yamaha, right? People think Yamaha, they think, um, you know, electronic keyboards, pianos, and they think motorcycles. But what people don't realize, Yamaha is one of the, one of the most cutting-edge engine manufacturers on God's green earth, hmm. okay? And what Yamaha has been working on is next-generation internal combustion engines that, could, that are hydrogen-capable. Or running e-fuel, which is a synthetic fuel that burns practically zero hydrocarbons, right? And, and it produces ridiculous uh, uh, power. 
and Yamaha's out there doing their whole entire thing. So what's happening is uh, uh, Yamaha, hold on, I'll show you guys this. Yamaha and a lot of the Japanese manufacturers, they're not implementing a strict EV policy, right? They're not doing that. What they're doing is uh, creating e-fuels. They're creating um, hydrogen options. And what they're doing is that for the North American, European markets, yeah, they're prepping EVs. But for the Eastern part, the multipolar world, see, we know that the, that the next booming economies are all in the multipolar world. They're all across Europe. They're all across, I'm sorry, Eastern Europe. They're all across uh, Asia. They're all across Africa. None of those places I just mentioned, Siege, have any sort of electric vehicle solution. So they're not going to ignore that, right? They're not going to ignore that at all. And so the smart manufacturers and countries who still believe in a physical production-based economy, uh, they are developing hydrogen and e-fuel solutions. Case in point, here it is. Yamaha made a 450-horsepower V8 engine for Toyota that runs on hydrogen. And they're coming out with 601,000-horsepower application siege. And the crazy thing is, these engines are getting 600, 700 miles per tank from a 20-gallon tank. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So Elon has taken advantage of carbon credits. That doesn't mean he's evil. It just means he's a smart businessman. That's all it means. That's all it means. You know, so yeah. yeah. So if you haven't been on Twitter, jump on Twitter. It's an exciting time. See, no, just absolutely. It's a wait and see at this point. There's there's too many unknowns to be, and it's it's okay to be skeptical. I I'm not mad at anyone. I'm just saying that whatever platform I'm having fun on there. It's fun to see some of the trolling, um, some of the people testing the the, the waters, like our the, what was her name, Sarah Gonzalez. You know, with her her going on and and you know. You know, just carrying on, trying to really raise, oh, absolutely raise sad. the roof, have some fun on there. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 different. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I think that there's still upside to is it Truth Social. Yeah, once they get on the uh, Android or the Google uh, store, I think right now they're primarily uh, Apple uh, driven. Yeah, uh, that will only uh, continue the, the their momentum that they're they're having. So yeah, I mean, anything at this point, like I've said, you know, numerous times to disrupt the status quo is is better than just walking the line of saying just business as, as usual. Yep. Absolutely, man. You know, on other news, Siege, we have a lot of things happening in uh, Ukraine, okay? Oh, as oh. as Vatopol, the, uh, the steel uh, mill that's been captured by Russia where they're allowing right now civilians to leave, Ukraine's done. You know, it's, it's funny, Siege, when I look at the whole Ukraine situation, everybody in the West thinks that you know, Ukraine is winning against Russia. That Ukraine is a unified country. Ukraine is is winning. The Russians are in a quagmire, and thanks to America's help, Ukraine is going to emerge victorious. But what they don't realize is that Ukraine is lost. Russian front has in enveloped them. There's a no win outcome here. And do you believe that 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 drunk, that absolute weight drunk of a waste of a human being, Nancy Pelosi? The, the woman who cannot even keep her dentures in her mouth, one of the most corrupt politicians in American history, went over to meet with Zelensky, the coke addict, to discuss that and, and show support. It's the most ridiculous thing. Meanwhile, 
I mean, while Pelosi's doing her best Baghdad Bob impersonation, okay? Meanwhile, the Russian cauldron is getting tighter and tighter. They pretty much have 90% of the country. And here's the funny thing here, Siege. The Poles, okay? Poland is negotiating in the back end to carve the eastern part or take back the eastern part of Ukraine back to their own territory. How funny is that, Siege? They're literally carving up the country, like they do in every other country, man. It's incredible. I mean, it's it's, it's very interesting. I mean, like uh, there's so many different dynamics uh, that that are happening that are shaping the the course of discru- discussion with U- Ukraine. Uh, there's a great interview that Lavrov had. I can't remember which channels. I, I put it out on a tweet. I need to go back. Italian to television. Uh, I need to put it in Discord as well. But it was a, it was a very lengthy interview. It wasn't one of those. You know, thirty-minute, you know, little sound bites. Yeah. I think it was well close to two hours, and and I yeah, it was an Italian interview. Yeah, the only thing I I wish that they would have done is they had his mic gain turned up so high, and it could have been done on purpose just to make him sound like a, a tyrant or something. But long story short, you know, he he kind of mapped out the course of a lot of different things. You know, not just you know specifically, uh, you know, with Ukraine with Ukraine, but V the thing that really scares me is just the amount of of rhetoric that we continue to witness of happening with the 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 cooperation the willingness to to escalate things with with russia and and I'm, i can't i believe that they're just helping on trying to bring us to to world war three i mean we had you know pelosi visiting which you know to me there's a few different angles that you can take obviously you know i think that they're trying to raise her ante of her visibility if if it, in fact that something does happen to 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 biden you know, to kind of put her out there on the world stage as, oh, look how, you know, look how great of Pelosi is leader. She's so brave to to go to the Ukraine and to go to Kiev during the during the war torn area. And, you know, such dangerous. But she was so bold to do so with, you know, Adam Schiffer brains, you know, to go there and discuss things. So that's that's one element. So therefore, the thing that scares me is we don't have an anti-war party. We do not no, have no. anyone in Washington, D.C. who's wanting to de-escalate the events there. We have Republicans doing the same thing. We have Democrats doing the same thing. You know, so we don't have that. We do not have an anti-war people saying, hey, let's bring some sense and sensibility to this in terms of what to do with Ukraine. So they're just they're doubling and, and well, well over tripling down their efforts here. So that's one thing that really that, that kind of scares me in regards to the direction they're going. The other piece of that as well, V, and I'll send you the link to this real quick, is the fact that there has been. Uh, legislation uh, that just was submitted to the Congress that yeah, basically Adam Kinzinger, Adam Kinzinger, yes, that would basically, Third. you know, they're kind of like signaling their efforts are. So basically, what they're trying to do is to try to form a bill that would say when would it be acceptable to put U.S. boots on the ground in Ukraine. So this bill is kind of is kind of mapping that out. It's kind of saying, hey, listen, in the event that there's any type of Russia use of of chemical weapons, biological weapons. In Ukraine, basically, this would green light the ability for the United States to put boots on the ground in Ukraine. Boy, I tell you what, you want to, this is just crazy. This just continues to raise, to escalate the tensions there. Um, I, 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 and again, I, you know, the bigger scope of it is because they don't want to realize that the, the world is changing. V. This is, this is every attempt to preserve the failed U.S. hegemony of the dollar-based world epicenter of of the of the dollar this is what that effort is and i think yeah, republicans and democrats are hell-bent on keeping that status quo that's what this is about this isn't about all it ukraine is. it's about u.s hegemony and, and the dollar and and you know the and the city of london is right is right behind it as well 
So that's yeah. that's two things that scare me. The third part is is that we also have, I can't remember what two countries was it Switzerland or what two countries are are actually thinking about joining NATO. Sweden and Finland. Sweden and Finland are actually really considering. And they're women defense ministers who are experts in warfare. So in the event they have two PTA teachers, bro. Yeah, in the event, and and they're further ahead than Ukraine. So if they both voluntarily, and I, and apparently they've been cooperating with with NATO training, uh, with NATO exercises this whole time, that you know we very well could be facing a dilemma. So how does Russia look at that? How does that? How does Russia look at those two countries saying, "Hey, we're going to join NATO"? Isn't that kind of the equivalent of what Ukraine was? What was happening with Ukraine that then Russia puts nuclear weapon capabilities which they already probably already have them you know close to the border they wouldn't need to be that yep. close but again i just it just scares me the the rhetoric you know we're we're approaching that cuban missile type crisis point of of no return and there's nobody that's speaking any common sense the only person that is is tucker carlson and what happened yep. this weekend the washington examiner i can't remember the washington post put out a massive hit piece against him as a as a russian troll a new york times new york times all this stuff so so this shit scares me v i don't i do not like this one bit and here here's the crazy part like most americans aren't even really paying attention to this most i shouldn't say that i don't i don't know but i just feel that like most people are not concerned enough and and what's it going to take is it going to take a a bomb to drop on a u.s city for people to find was is it going to take a 9-11 event to rattle people to the core where they start caring about this oh, shit? It won't be 9-11, bro. It, this, what, we keep going down this pathway. You can expect, and I hope and pray to God that Washington, D.C. gets vaporized into micron dust, radioactive micron dust. I will be out dancing with a bottle of champagne in my boxer shorts if that happens, Siege. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just saying this rhetoric that they keep, they keep raising, and 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 the fact that it's there's 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 no admission. They're they're making every attempt to control every, you know, aspect of of the media, the information that's that's out there, and if and if they get this bill passed, you know, again, kind of signaling what potentially is going to happen. I, I guarantee you to be that there'd be some type of a false flag event there in Ukraine. You know, with 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 biological weapons, that forever. something something to happen, right? You know, where they say, okay, this is it. This is this is where we drew the line in the sand, and now it's time to get, you know, U.S. forces uh, over there. And boy, I tell you what, that that puts us in direct, direct combat, direct war with Russia. And are we are are we going to idly just sit by here as as a public and do absolutely nothing? About these people that are that are hell bent on World War Three because they have their safeguards, they have their their bunkers, they have their their whether it's in Colorado, wherever it is, they're they're prepared. They're prepared for the next stage of the of this for them to think that they can kind of crawl out of these safe spaces at some point and and be there with a, a depopulated United States uh, in in order to usher in this massive change that they see. Uh, but V, it's 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 getting scary level. I just I don't I don't agree with this. And and what scares me the most is that we don't have anyone, any representation in the United States as far as Washington, D.C. goes of any people of sense and sensibility who are trying to walk us back from this. No, because everybody in Washington, D.C. has no sense like this idiot, Adam Kinzinger, who's a rhino, a neocon. This is a guy who has a his. You know what his profession is? See, you know what degree he has? He, Let me guess. You know what kind of ex- expertise? Let me guess. JD. 
Close. What? Political science. Oh. Even worse. <laughs> Political science. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> and then he spent some time in the, in, in the United States Chair Force, where he was uh, piloting the uh, KC-135 uh, strato f- uh, uh, fueling strato tanker, which is a, an air refueling uh, uh, plane, refueling uh, aircraft in um, in Iraq. In, in a third world, see th- that gives him chops because he piloted, in a, in, in essence, a Boeing seven hundred seven commercial airplane, right? Uh, refueling fighter jets, right? Is the equivalent of it, right? Refueling fighter jets over a third world country that his that this moron's country has bombed to oblivion. So this makes him an expert in warfare and technology. This idiot. Look at this fucking crazy eyes this guy has. Dude, this guy's my age. Look how horrid he looks. Man, he does. Look fucking this guy looks like I thought he was I thought he was in his fifties. I thought he was in his sixties, Siege. Some of the fake pictures he has, right? Now, look what this du- idiot does. Right? This this uh an, another fluffer for the establishment. Another knee pad wearing fluffer. Right with 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 deep state semen dripping out of the side of his mouth. As the president of the United States has said, Putin must be stepped, according to the commander in chief, to the world's greatest military. Should have the authority and the means to take the necessary actions to do so. The bill title to authorized the use of United States Armed Forces to defend. The territorial integrity of United States allies. Not our territorial integrity, but somebody else's. Yes, someone else's. The bill is called UMAF. UMAF. Yes, UMAF. <laughs> Kinsinger announced the bill on Meet the Press. Okay, I just introduced AMAF. AMAF. Giving the presidency basically congressional leverage for permission to use it. If WMDs, nuclear, biological, chemical weapons are used in Ukraine. And we know this tagline. We know this tagline. You know what the Pentagon's going to say? Dude, Russia could nuke Ukraine tomorrow to micro-radioactive dust and then repave it as a giant resort. And you know what the United States Congress will do? Nothing. You know what the United States gay military is going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Because the United States military sucks balls when it comes to continental warfare. The United States military has third-rate equipment and third-rate training. They will get chewed out. You have to understand, folks, you know who, when you look at real intel coming out of Ukraine, what is happening to the, the Ukrainian military is now we're hearing, you know, they're, Guys from the UK that were getting smoked, French Foreign Legion guys getting smoked, American guys getting smoked. You gotta understand why is Ukraine failing? They're failing because they're US trained. It's not the first time that US trained rebels or militaries collapse. We've seen this before. Look at 8808, August the 8th, 2008, with the South Ossetia debacle that the U.S. did. They backed the Georgian military to go back and take a contested area of South Ossetia where there's a predominantly majority Russian population living there. And what happened? The Russians came in and in two days they squashed U.S. trained, U.S. backed, U.S. supported 
military operators. And on top of that, CIA contractors, American military contractors, which is a euphemism for Green Berets, and American Special Forces were on the ground. And they got rolled in about two days. And the Russians, what they're doing with the Ukraine right now, they're, they're trying their dander, darndest not to destroy the civilian infrastructure. Completely opposite of what we do. See, what do we do? We bomb, like, hey, look, look what we did in Iraq. Yeah, we bomb bombed everything. them for two months straight before we sent, sent ground forces in. Ground forces go in, and we do the shock and all, right? Water plants, power plants, sewage treatment plants, everything. So we create as many indiscriminate human suffering and human casualties and human trauma and human damage as much as possible. Why? Because we're a God-fearing Christian country, and that's what God-fearing Christian countries do, CJ. Right? We try to create as much human turmoil as possible. Right. Right. And we want to create as we want to increase as much human suffering because we're God's country. We're America. God has called us forth and separate. We're the light on the hill. We're the salt of the earth. Blah 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 blah. And then what happens? We bomb them for two months straight, and then we send a ground force in. We try to quickly as possible capture the the capital. We control maybe ten square blocks of the capital. Hence the Baghdad Green Zone. We only contained control 10 blocks of a city capital, right? Same thing with the Kabul green zone, 10 blocks of a capital in Kabul, right? And you go outside that green zone, it's, it, it, it's, it's the wild, wild west, right? Anything can happen to you. And so we go there. We have some uh, fights with these, quote, unquote, insurgents, okay? And then we declare victory. Uh, then we try to negotiate with the insurgents who are kicking our asses and winning. And then we have this. Uh, then we declare mission accomplished and we get the hell out of Dodge with, with, with our tail tucked between our legs. That's what we do. That's what we do. You don't believe me? Look what happened in Afghanistan. The image of the, uh, of the, uh, of the uh, C-17 Globemaster with Afghans hanging off its side should be permanently ingrained in you. And this is what's happening, folks. This is what's happening. See your comments. <laughs> That's Check out that image. image. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to play that image. Here we go. Yeah, perfect. Laundering Lenski's cash. It will be a miracle if he'll survive to spend any of this ill-gained greenback dollar. No doubt, as we speak, Azov Battalion is waiting patiently on the sidelines, ready to make him a special visit. Oh, no doubt. 10% for the big guy, Nancy's cash. And you know what's funny? It's Nancy. It's Joe. It's Mitt Romney. It's John Kerry. Coincidentally, Siege, all of their sons have a hand within the industries of Ukraine. It's a giant money laundering operation. Just like Iraq. Just like Afghanistan. Just like Libya. Just like everything that these idiots touch. They don't know how to win wars. They don't know how to fight a true, professional, top-tier military. They don't know how to do that. They get their asses chewed up. This is the, it's insane. Why do billion, I live here? $33 billion. Oh. Man. Why do I live here, Siege? It's insane. I, I just can't take... I, I want to vomit. I'm, I'm, I might join you in crossing the Mexican border. <laughs> Illegally crossing back to Mexico. Illegally <laughs> crossing the Mexican border. <laughs> Or I might hightail it to like somewhere in the Middle East. I might go live in Dubai or, or, or 
Abu Dhabi or something like that or Singapore. I can't do this. Siege. We can create this a we ridiculous. can create a coyote operation in in we reverse could. terms. <laughs> Siege, you hit the nail on the head. We could do a reverse we the reverse coyote. Sounds like a sexual move, but it's not folks. It's not it's a no. movement of people from America to Mexico. Because what's gonna happen to this? Once the United States collapses, you better bet your bottom dollar. Mexico will be an extremely prosperous country. And you better bet your bottom dollar when the United States collapses that Mexico will cut deals with China and especially Russia. And I guarantee you the Sinaloa cartel and the Las Zetas cartel and all these cartels are going to shut down. You know why? Because they're going to run into Spetsnaz. Okay, they're gonna run to Spetsnaz this time. Operate not U.S. guys, no Spetsnaz, and they're gonna find out very quickly what the Russian pronouns are. Their pronouns that they use in Russia are called "fuck around and find out." Mexico will be a prosperous place as soon as the United States collapses. I see that happening, especially in the next five to ten years. So, if you want to get on the ground floor, there's some great spots in Mexico that are safe. See, if I'm not mistaken, there's a place in Mexico starts with an M. It's actually rated the safest place, one of the safest places in the entire world. There's hardly any crime there. You, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the area. With an M. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the area, but uh, dude, Jorge knows about it. He does. Damn it. Yeah, he does. Yes. Yep. Anyway, so CJ and I will be ca- will be uh, starting our our the, our coyote operations. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll... We're. We're going to be taking U-Haul trucks filled with Americans across the border. <laughs> anybody who wants to live free, anybody who is yeah, sick you can be jab. You don't have to be jabbed. Right? You don't have to be jabbed to go back. You don't have to be jabbed. <laughs> you just go, man. You know, enjoy better weather, great food. I mean, come on. <laughs> the beer is cheap and it's good quality. <laughs> oh, my God. Greenish, you got a Canadian. Yeah, we got a, we, any Canadian and American who wants to live in freedom. It's called VNCJ's Rogue Coyote Service. That's what it is. <laughs> VNCJ's Coyote Service. We're offering it, folks. We're putting it out there. It will be operational in the next two to three years because I think uh, we're getting out of time. See, we have this whole climate portal thing that you sent me, man. What is this? Well, you, this you know, I think you alluded to this uh, oh, last week God, in a conversation yes. talking about how they're trying to uh, push some of the farmers moving into, like, you know, more manure uh, type fertilizers based and, and several other countries already already do it right like i think in in mexico i think they actually use human waste uh to to fertilize that's why a lot of people when they say well you go to mexico don't 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 drink the water and everything well it's not necessarily that it's what they they use to fertilize their 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 vegetables and everything with that's what people get sick of because you know their bodies are accustomed to it right like in terms of some of yeah. whatever whatever they use for their their fertilizer their bodies are accustomed to it where our... so don't eat the salsa <laughs> well you just you just Got to be careful how much you intake down there if you're eating lots of fresh fruit and vegetables. But uh, long story short, so I, I think it's kind of twofold. And 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 because I heard this a while back, I think I've even talked about it on air in terms of how the entire. Hold on, hold on. That, that's what it's called. Cyber Queen Co. She said it. Meridia. 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 That's it. Yes. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's the one. Yes. Uh, but getting okay. back to it in terms of, of, of the entire World Health Organization, the Klaus Schwab, the. The, the green in, in our environment, I, I think what they're attempting to do is to really force their hands and, and make a lot of the farming community convert and get out of the, the fertilizer. So the article I brought up is kind of, you know, talking around how, why the existing fertilizer using the chemicals, uh, nitrogen based type is is so hard, what they call them so harmful uh, 
uh, to the environment. Um, so this article comes from Climate Portal. Uh, farmers add fertilizer to their soils to provide crops and the nutrients they need to grow. For thousands of years, humans have used mineral and organic fertilizers like manure, ground bone to improve soil fertility. In the last century, human-made fertilizer have greatly boosted crop production, letting farmers grow more food on less land. But this uptick in fertilizer use has come at a cost. Plant warming greenhouse gas emissions worldwide, agriculture is the second largest source of climate change pollution. And both the manufacturing and application of fertilizer has a heavy emissions toll. So I, I think that that's pretty much part of they're basically forcing their hand to force by creating a shortage. You're forcing people, farmers in, in large farming you know, corporations into converting off of their fertilizer based, you know, nutrient cycle more towards manure and that type of thing. So uh, in another article I, I brought up, there's an actual um, gosh, I can't remember where this is, but there's an actual a fertilizer that that uses like, you know, manure and so forth. And they said that they're having like, you know, record amount of sales of, of farmers that are reaching out to them, you know, this year for for that type of fertilizer because of, of the shortage. So so I think it was, you know, just kind of brings a different dynamic into potentially you know why and, and it very well could lead to you know some farmers not having the ability to to plant i mean it's getting late in the season or not late in the season but it's may already so potentially you know and like a lot of people have said that this the food crisis is was created years ago this isn't something something yep. new but this does compound it does make it more difficult uh to do and then you also you know you list out the the amount of of food manufacturing facilities that had something happen they don't know what it is v but for some reason Across the United States, these these uh, food manufacturing processing plants uh, keep having accidents. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it's a, you know, I don't know, Siege. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a normal thing that randomly, you know, food processing plants are exploding left and right. They're just catching on fire, explosions here and there. It happens. It happens. Well, yeah, it's nothing not to see here. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Unreal, man. Let me pull the food processing plants uh, explosions. Uh, food. It's it's incredible. It's uh yeah you you, t you type that in and um, now they're calling it cyber attacks. No way, they're calling it cyber attacks now. Dear it's Lord, cyber attacks. Yeah, it's an, it's a, it's uh it, uh. But don't worry, Snopes has looked into a siege. Snopes, Snopes is on says it. It's Snopes false. Is on it. Yeah, Snopes is on it. Okay, it's not a trend. It's not happening. So you can go to you can go to sleep. Because Snopes and the, uh, you know, the, 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 the head guy at Snopes, who's, who's a creepy dude to begin with, when, the way he is with women, very extremely creepy, uh, you could trust him and his nerd army. They, they tell you that nothing's happening. Everything's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is done all because of sheer incompetence. There's no, it's all artificial scarcity. It's pure incompetence. And that's the that's the overarching theme throughout our entire government in this country. It's just overarching, incredible incompetence at every level, Siege. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. And and again, you know, what's it, the, the nefarious means of bringing about this uh, this you know great reset? You know that they keep coining and, and you know leveraging. But yeah, it's it's very dynamic, very interesting times. Uh, I think there is you know. A, Again, the, the the Twitter win with with Elon, and I think we'll continue to to see those. But it's not going to be done 
I just continued laughing and, and I, and I hate to go there cause it's such an easy target, but just this entire idea with the, uh, with, with the Republican party and, and the Trump campaign, I just can't get over that. They, that their top agenda is talking about the, the, the 2020 election that was sold. And then also in regards to, you know, promoting their, their, their platform, it just, you know, to me, there's not really anyone that's, you know, talking about the solutions Nobody to, to change things. Right. There's no national discussions ab- about these real substance and th- things that are needed to change the course of the United States. <clears throat> there, it's except. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I mean, obviously, I think, you know, we do our part here. Definitely Matthew Errett with uh, with, you know, with uh, his organizations that he heads up uh, the Schiller Institute. There, there are several people attempting I mean, there's to. There's a handful. Uh, there, there's, there's a handful also, that know, are trying to change them. the course of it, but it's just, yeah. it's so, it's, it's such a difficult cycle uh, to break through in the current left-right political paradigm that we have here in the United States. And I firmly yeah. believe that that the, the reason why that the uh, the Republican Party, the Trump Organization, is using those as their talking points as regards to the the 2020 election that was stolen. And and one other thing is just because it builds upon, you know, the, the emotional side and gets more people connected to it's it. It's a boomer's fantasy. That's what they're doing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got a boomer you got fantasy play. What's this one? What's this video? Oh, this is like we're talking about electric cars. Watch it. This is an electric bus in Paris. It just explodes. That's another problem with electric. Oh, here we go. And the fires. It took 30 firefighters to put the flames out. Look at this shit, dude. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And you know something about battery fires? Mm. They burn at such a high rate. It's ridiculous. Look at that. Things like a Roman candle siege. They won't get close to it. Like, they won't. The firefighter. Look, that bus is like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. I know in uh, downtown Indianapolis, this is what happened a few, a few years ago, but there was... Uh, I think it was I think it was an attorney downtown, but he had a, a Tesla and he oh, skyrocketed yeah. up Illinois Street. And I went his, his, his speeds well over 100 miles per hour. And it basically ended up going airborne, uh, hitting a building uh, side of a building and then coming down. And it just it, the it, just yeah, it just started up flaming the firefighters. Yep. They couldn't they couldn't get to it. It, it took, I want to say it was like six, eight hours before. They finally were able to open uh, open the road because they were just you know worried about you know any other you know type of explosion. But yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. That's the other problem with uh, with electric vehicles, man. Is the is the fire danger? You know, um, huge, 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 huge. And uh, yeah, uh, Vela just texted me. Biggest treasury buyer outside the U.S. quietly selling billions. Bloomberg, in times of treasury turmoil, the biggest investor outside American soil has historically went to helping hand, not this time. Gee, I wonder who that is. <laughs> Japanese institutional managers known for their legendary U.S. debt-fluffing buying sprees in recent decades are now fueling great bond sell-offs just as the Federal Reserve pairs its $9 trillion balance sheet The latest data from BMO Capital Markets show that the largest overseas holder of treasuries has offloaded. Are you ready for the siege? I'm ready. Are you ready for the number? Let's hit it. $60 billion in the past three months alone. Yep. And while that may be a small change relative to Japan's $1.3 trillion stockpile. Again, 
Japan's only purpose currently is to prompt and prop up the dollar. Nothing more. Yep. Bingo. That's because the monetary path between the U.S. and the Asian nation is diverging even ever more. The yen is plumbing 20-year lows, and market volatility stateside is breaking out. All that is ramping up currency lid, you know, hedging costs and completely offsetting the appeal of higher than nominal U.S. yields, especially among larger fans. Well, that's good to know, Siege. That's good to know. Yep. Uh, this is all wonderful, Siege. I mean, we can go on data after data after data after metric after metric. We can talk about Ukraine. We can talk about the geopolitical. We're losing on every. Everything's on fire right now, Siege. In every aspect. Everything's on fire. Yeah, it, it it is. I mean, you had well, who was it? Was it Warren Buffett that came out this past week and it said, you know, shame on, shame on Wall Street for them treating Wall Street like a gambling casino. It's like well, these things have gone on for years. I mean, why are we just now acknowledging it? You know, and, and I'm sure he probably profited off of it, like a lot of other people did. And and it was a good run. It was it was a really solid run. But I I don't think the course that that we're heading towards is is especially with the disruption that's occurring. What what you know, Eurasia, what you know, with, with Russia, all these deals that are being brokered that are outside of dollar terms, and they can't change that, they can't affect that. It's it's done. Uh, they're creating an, an entire financial system, and and again, I think that's why they're just hell bent on Ukraine that they're going to leverage Ukraine as far as bringing in some type of a, of a global crisis because they won't let go, and and they're not going to. There's no there's no one that's going to come up with sound mind and say, Yep, you know what, Russia. You know what, China? You guys were right. We we're gonna join the one belt, one road project. We, you know, you guys were right. We're sorry, we're wrong. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. No. They're just gonna push this thing until till you know go completely scorched earth on it, V. There's there's no choice for these these sicko fans, they have no other course but death and destruction. That's what they live for. That's all it is, brother. That's all it is. And we still don't get it. We still won't get it, and that's the big problem. What do you think this student? Worry, what do you think DHS this student loan thing's about? Do you what? What, what are what? student loans probably pegged to? There's got to be some other financial instrument that the all these student loans are pegged to. You know, something else that the reason why they're and I get why for voting that they're trying to bail them out, but it's you know to me it kind of reminds me of of another bank bailout right back to 2008 where like the mortgage crisis and things that happened. I just curious to see like how many of these student loans are. are you know where they're held, who owns them, how many other times that there's either you know derivatives or something created off of them, and now they're trying to find a way to reward the or maybe even save that type of, of banking financial system. I mean, it's it, I'm sure it's pretty massive at this point, right, V? But I think it's there's a lot more to it other than just hey, we're we're, we're going to pay off student loans. I mean, um, yeah, there's a lot more to it, man. It, it, it's going it, they're it, it's they're going to rob. They can't pay shit off. They're always robbing Peter to pay Paul. And I think that's what we're going to see happening, man. Again, you know, they're going to be taking them from somewhere else. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Like, everything is on fire. You look at what – name me a sector today, Siege, that's not on fire. Well, definitely um, tech is, right? We, we witnessed that. I mean, even Amazon. Even Amazon had a terrible quarter, right? Like, yeah. Like, how much did Bezos lose? He lost, like, what, $16 billion, something massive? I mean – Something massive. And, and, that, and to me, V, that's a – that's a sign. I mean, whenever whenever their sales decline in retail, it's kind of be to be expected, especially you know, over the years we've documented the shift to e-commerce. But when e-commerce starts seeing some of those misses that, that we're witnessing, that's a very telling sign right there when people are no longer can take advantage of their Amazon Prime and get shipped nearly for free. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's unreal, man. Everything is on fire right now. Everything. If it's not on fire, there's like embers that are starting to smoke and the flames are starting to, to build. Yep. If it's not on fire. But don't worry. Don't worry, Siege. Klaus Schwab is going to help us. Yes. Yeah. He's going to help us. Klaus Schwab is going to show. We're going to own nothing and be happy, Siege. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, I was just thinking to myself, man. It's it, it's. I, I look at the younger generation of kids growing up. I, I see no hope either, in their eyes either. I, I'm, I'm, they're lost. So many of them are lost, Siege. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's. It's difficult. I can't imagine the total number of, of, of students that are actually in college institutions nowadays, V. But to think of it that that the industry and, and, and everything in the world that they once knew is changing and that a lot of those jobs are, are, aren't going to be there. If they are there, it's going to be probably for a lot less salary that was either either promised or what was viewed at one time as far as the benefit of, of going and getting a, a, a college degree. And those times are changing faster than people are willing to admit that either go to a vocational school, you know what, maybe go to a work for a company straight out of high school, uh, get some skills, learn about, you know, you know, work hard, figure it out, see if you, you know, you can't get some type of, you know, maybe tuition reimbursement, just something other than different than just going and enrolling in a four year traditional program and taking out student loans the entire way through the process. But to think of all that, and, and I have friends, I have friends that their sons graduated this, you know, past year, even two years ago that are doing occupations that are not even associated anything with their degree. Why? Because the jobs that they were hoping for that they thought would be there with the, the salary, with the benefits aren't, aren't there and they're having to do yeah. something different. So, so why run the risk of going and getting in, you know, thousands of dollars of debt with no, no guarantees and, and who benefits the, all these college institutions, you know, look at the two sectors to me, V it's crazy that, when I in our areas, you know, we see a lot of explosion of, of either corporate headquarters moving here because we have a very favorable area. But one of the things that's consistent, like when you look at the the growth areas and what's one of the first things that happen, it seems like one of the industry and sectors that is it has like a, you know, just grows by leaps and browns with either renovations or new facilities is the the, the health in, in industry. I, 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 you know, I continue to see different you know emergency centers this healthcare center like they're exploding like all over the place and 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 again it doesn't make any sense in terms of of the the state of the economy why because they know that people are depending upon that and it's and it's used for financial you know a financial mechanism and and same thing with education like you know i went when i went back and toured one of the campuses that i went to for a little bit i was amazed at how much nicer it was and how clean and these beautiful buildings and everything. Like I remember when I went to school, there was like a hole in the second floor that you could see down to the bottom floor, <laughs> but they, they, they have it because they have a, a product V that's a, a kind of assumed as a, of, of a needed thing. So therefore, you know, they can jack up the price all they want. And then you have high schools that are stating and forcing people to say, Hey, you have to go to college. You have to go to college. So it, it's, it, and, but, but then again, knowing the things that we know in terms of the future economies, knowing the future of what's happening uh, with the dollar, knowing what the, what's happening with the future of, of manufacturing. And if we are going to bring manufacturing back to the United States, we're going to have to compete with the wages of, of Mexico and, and, and with China. So you can pretty much throw that 15 or $20 an hour thing out the window 
And if you are going to pay those much, you might as well just, you know, start thinking about even more inflation because then those goods are going to cost what 30 or 40% more. Um, that's, that's the reality. That's the world we live in. And, and very little is being done. Any type of, you know, big conversations that should be taking place in terms of, you know, reversing course. And it's a, uh, it's, it's very concerning. Man. Absolutely right, brother. Absolutely right. Siege, we're at the end of the broadcast, folks. Thank you all for listening to us. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow in the morning, and uh, hopefully we'll have Matthew Arad on. He just bought our new house, so congratulations to Matt and Cynthia for that. And with that being – and when are we having Don Whitrock on, man? Who? Oh, yeah, Don. Don yeah, is Dan. scheduled for tomorrow at 12 noon. Uh, Don Wetrick is a repeating uh, guest. Uh, he's out to kind of disrupt the education. He formed a, a, an organization. Even at, as a high school teacher, he disrupted the he classroom by teaching entrepreneurship about critical thinking, how to approach, you know, basically project management with either branding, advertising, you know, come up with problems and then have students come up with solutions. So he's, he's graduated from that. And, and I, I he's, he's transitioned into more of a global, you I don't want to use that foundation. word transition siege. Cause that could mean a lot of, things. <laughs> he's moved Let's away from, he's, he's uh... moved away from academia, traditional, yes. traditional academia, to an actual foundation called Startup Ed uh, that's nice. focused on on really kind of innovate entire types of basically creating a new curricula curriculum of innovators and entrepreneurs. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty darn neat what he's doing. That's awesome, man. So tune in for that. We'll be in uh, tomorrow 12 with uh, Dan, uh, Dan Wetrick, and, uh, and then we'll have Matthew Arad if all goes well. So tune in tomorrow, 12 p.m. We will be live, 12 p.m. We're not going to do the 11 a.m. show because that'll be kind of crazy. 11, 12, and then 2. That's just way too much. I can't yeah, handle it. Yeah, right. That's just too much. Yep. CJ and I will be dead tired by the end of the day. It, it, this is an energy thing. You know, you're doing like two – you're tired at the end of the day, man. It's it's a lot. That's why I do this show after the gym. I go to the gym. I get all pumped up and ready to go. Stop and boom, to the gym, man. Boom. Step you into stop. it. <laughs> stop with this health kick you're on. To join the rest of us and become weak and sickly Americans. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my big we'll be easier gulp. to conquer. I'm gonna go get my big gulp soda and, and Big Mac right now. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go eat some ground venison that I'm gonna season up. There you uh, go. Probably make uh, something out of that. Ooh, sounds good. Lean and clean. Dude, I I tried some Middle Eastern food around here, dude. Which one did you go to? I went to Naf Naf Grill. Yeah, that's not too bad. You ever go there? You like it? Yeah. It's yeah. not bad at all. No, no. Dude, not I had their steak all. with their falafel. Not Ooh, bad, bro. Yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah. It's like a fast food, for, you know, fast, fresh. But it's fresh, right? Middle Eastern exactly. Joint. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty dope. I liked it. It was really good. Anyway, we're at the end of the broadcast. Oh, any? Is there one that you recommend, by the way? Um, There's one. I need to remember the name of it. It's over off of Old Meridian. Um, it opened up uh, about uh, six months ago. But I'll, I'll send you. Oh, I'll look it up this and send new. it to you. Yeah. it's Yeah. It's supposed Let to be me know, brother. Good. I will. I'm in. I'm. I'm a fan of shawarma, baba ganoush, yes, and uh, and all that other good stuff. All right, all this talk food is getting me hungry. <laughs> all right, everyone, have an awesome day. Get some lunch and uh, have a, an amazing, wonderful day. Enjoy the weather wherever the heck you in the world you are. This is V and CJ. We're over and out.